Welcome to the Purposeful Fitness with Coach Ola, where I dive in deeper into holistic health and fitness topics that will help you stay inspired, motivated, and dedicated to living a purposeful fit life while pursuing for the Akhirah. Hey everyone, welcome to the fifth episode with Coach Ola. Today's episode, we have a special guest, Noor Salim. She is an author, a speaker, and a certified holistic health coach. She is also a member of the International Association of Health Coaches. She's also a columnist for several outlets, such as the Muslim Observer. Her book is called The Sunnah Superfoods, which can be found on Amazon, and her second edition was just launched in 2018. In this episode, we talked about various topics such as different diets that are out there and how the Ummah of Prophet Muhammad should approach them as well as about her book and finally in how to prepare for Ramadan as we are getting closer to it. Are you guys ready? Because this episode is going to be full of gems and tips and amazing stuff that shall leave you excited for Ramadan as well. So let's welcome Sister Noor. Assalamu alaikum, Sister Noor. How are you today? Alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Alhamdulillah, I'm doing well and I'm hoping you are too. Alhamdulillah, I'm so excited to have you here. And this episode is going to be really fun. Talk about... Me too, I'm so excited. So I would love to to have you begin telling us more about your work and who you are. Absolutely, inshallah. So bismillah. So my name is Noor Salim. I'm a certified holistic health coach, a speaker, and an author. Uh, I grew up, uh, I was born in Charlotte, North Carolina and grew up in Michigan. Uh, alhamdulillah, I uh, grew up with six siblings amongst, I was the youngest of five up until 11 years ago. And, you know, given that subhanAllah, something that initiated my whole interest in the health field, especially from the aspect of the Sunnah and the Islamic perspective on health, I give credit to my parents, really. I remember, you know, in the mornings before going to school, you know, and many people might recall having to wake up and take a vitamin or here's your multivitamin or take this and take that and you know parents you know watching out for their kids and so I remember you know before leaving to school in the morning my father and mother would always have the habit and baraka the black seed grinded up with honey for us to take a tablespoon every morning you know or having olive oil constantly not because I'm Palestinian uh, but also <laughs> because of you know the, the, the amazing health benefits from the sunnah of the prophet sallallahu and so growing up and you know just recognizing the beautiful things that our redeem brings in our, in, our, in our physical life, not just the spiritual aspect, but also the physical aspect and recognizing the effect of it that it has, you know, whether it's fasting more often, whether it's, you know, using a miswak, uh, things that are really overlooked in the sunnah that have incredible, incredible health benefits. And that stirred me to re- recognize I want to make it imperative upon myself to balance both my health coaching field with the sunnah. And it brought me to this, alhamdulillah. SubhanAllah, you know, I talked about it in my second episode. And the first episode, actually more the first one, <clears throat> where I talked about how I would always find, like, I wanted to find ways from Islam about health and fitness because I was struggling with, like, overeating, especially with bulimia, like, throwing up and all that stuff. And I would find this hadith that talked about, you know, like, wh- how much to eat or, or like, the miswak, as you said. And it's, like, subhanAllah, how, like, it's not when we talked about these issues, but in a different, like, a perspective, if you want to call it that way. But it's, yeah, that's why I'm so happy to have you on because... That's the kind of work that I want to promote and like talk about and connect the, the dots together, inshallah. So, um, thank you. So, so exciting. So, second, I would like to also ask you why do you think it's important that for us to take our care of our health holistically in Islam? 
subhanAllah, I get asked this question, question so many times. And I actually recall, and I never forget this incident, when I first started my health coaching years ago, when I was giving a lecture in a, in a local masjid, and, you know, there was an older amma when I was, you know, beginning to the instruction, like, you know, like, why do we have to uh, care for our health? And it was like, you know, it's like, no, rahimut, rahimut. like, we're going to die, we're going to die. Like, do we really have to care? Yeah. Uh, subhanAllah, really, when we dive into the, you know, the, the sunnah of the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we recognize that we are actually advised to take care of the health, our health. Uh, as in one hadith that I constantly try to, you know, remind myself and others, when the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, tells us, نَعْمَةً مَغْبُونًا فِيهِمَا كَثِيرٌ مِنَ النَّاسِ الصِّحَّةُ وَالْفَرَاقِ there are two blessings that many people lose. They are health and free time for doing good. And in another hadith, the Prophet ﷺ reminds us to take care of five before five. And one of those is to, to, to take care of our health before our sickness. And so, you know, uh, subhanAllah, something that, you know, especially now we see all around us that we're bombarded with diet. You know, you see every single diet. You see someone saying, oh, I'm doing, you know, the keto diet and I'm doing the Atkins diet. I'm doing a high carb diet and I'm doing, a, you know, all these different diets. And you know, many of them being very restrictive, uh, leaving one feeling deprived, cranky, moody, you know, all these different temporary, uh, you know, results. But subhanAllah, one thing that really, uh, Dr. Wadi Bastuni, when he wrote the foreword to my book, there was one quote that he mentioned that really stood out to me. And I constantly refer to that as the elevator speech of all my health coaching. Uh, because he says that many people are looking for a pill to fix everything in their life. A pill to lose weight, a pill to feel happy, a pill for depression, a blood pressure pill, a blood sugar pill, etc. But there is no such pill. The secret is in the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our creator, has intended for us to live. Uh, so subhanAllah, it, you know, it really hits home that when we constantly, in everything that we do, also remembering our purpose. You know, we are here not to just enjoy this dunya. We are not here to just have luxury and lavish and build up our wealth and build up our career. Not that these things are wrong. There's nothing wrong with aspiring the dunya, but constantly reminding ourselves of the akhirah. And in one line of poetry, that's actually one of my favorite, uh, Imam al-Shafi, rahimahullah, says, he says that if I live, I am not just food and I'm not just drink. So that when I die, I'm not just a body that's cast. And that, you know, for basically for one to have a purpose in life, one to constantly remind myself, why am I here to begin with? And we all know, alhamdulillah, as Muslims, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put us in this dunya for a temporary time to worship him. And so we, when we come to recognize, okay, does this food actually affect my ibadah? For example, the constant one that I, I love to give is Ramadan. You know, like if, if right now I'm going to eat this food in the physical realm of this dunya, is it somehow going to affect my spiritual, physical ibadah? You know, we, we, for example, fasting all day long and we're not eating. And then iftar time comes and we have lavish iftar parties and every kind of food we can imagine, you know, four different entrees and six desserts. And then we come to pray tarawih or even isha. And the Imam says, Allahu Akbar. And we say, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. <laughs> <"Bismukallahu laughs> we're ready to go to sleep. You know, it's like, uh, yeah. subhanAllah. And subhanAllah, it's, it's interesting because we have to really come to recognize the effect that the food that we eat, uh, the physical exercise, all these things have on our, our spiritual, spiritual state. And this is when it can also become an act of ibadah. It can become rewarding to exercise. It can become rewarding to eat healthy and seek a healthy lifestyle. SubhanAllah. I, I feel like it's very confident it's very important as muslims to if anything care even more about our health and take, to take care of this amana that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us Wallahu alam. that's you know like you can't see my face i'm smiling like tears of joy in my eyes because everything you said literally like, is like what i want to talk about like you know bring more to life and in when i launched my business with the ramadan prep package in my ebook the welcome ramadan ebook i talked about like the beginning of the book i talked about there's a hadith or like how Islam is about moderation, like we can't go into extreme into it. Yeah. So that's 
like with diet, we can't go into extremes. And that's why like, I'm also a huge, like I'm not a huge, huge, huge fan of like keto and whatever. And I know it's like a huge debate, just like there's like debate within the Islamic knowledge, what have you, or like this is that. But it's like, if you, if you go back to it, it's like all about moderation. And we can't just like, like you said, I mean, in my opinion, we can't cut everything out here and then cut everything out over there. Yeah. It makes it hard for the mind. It makes it hard for the body and also makes it hard for the soul. Yeah. Yeah. Subhanallah, when one yeah. cuts out the concept, and this is something I, I also hear a lot, uh, is, okay, well, so what kind of diet, you know, as soon as I finish a lecture, everyone's like, okay, so what do I eat, or what diet should I follow, or is this better, or is that better, or should I do Atkins diet, yeah. is it okay to replace my meals with protein shakes all day long, <laughs> and I just tell them, really, go oh with this kind of diet. You know, eat whole food, eat halal and tayyib, as Allah subhanahu wa tells us, in Surah al it was uh, lawful and it's wholesome. It's natural food. Uh, stay away from processed food, really. Uh, not obsessing with calories, more focusing on the chemicals in your food. And eating in portions, really, as we're told. You know, not, there's no need to overfill. Uh, and subhanAllah, this is, should suffice as, you know, a healthy diet. Wallahu alam. Fasting more often, you know, avoiding unhealthy processed stuff that just, it's not natural food that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created. It's man-made in a lab, uh, really multi-billion dollar projects, you know, like we see all these oils and food substitutes and sweetener substitutes and all these different things that are very unnatural to the body. Wallahu alam. You know, subhanAllah, I, I know I didn't have this question <laughs> written down before, but as you're speaking, it came to my mind. So I want to see your perspective and I know it might open some debate for the listeners who are like onto the whole plant-based diet and vegan, what have you. So I watched a documentary on Netflix, What the Health. Have you heard of it? What is it called? What the Health. Yes, I did not see it. I heard of it. <laughs> so maybe you should go watch it. Yeah. I watched it and it made sense to me, but there's like a debate about it. And like, you know, there are some stuff that agree and disagree, what have you. But I actually tried to go on the plant-based, like tried to go completely plant-based for about two weeks and a half. And I'm like, I couldn't handle it anymore. Yeah. So again, I know it's going to open some debate, but I want to see your perspective on this. If you so, have. <laughs> yeah. Um, so actually, in, in a lecture I gave last week at Al-Qiyam in our local community, uh, you know, I asked them the question, I'm like, should one be vegan? And, you know, it, I was trying to make, a, it was a, a pretty interactive discussion and I was having, you know, people answering back, you know, would that make you fat? And should I have this? And should I have that? And, and such. And so we came upon the uh, the question of, should I be vegan? And everyone, of course, some people were like, yeah, of course. Someone's like, no, no, everyone has their own opinion. Um, <laughs> but my initial response was, it's only if you don't, you know, if you don't mind missing out on tasty biryani and makhluba, then go ahead and be vegan. Uh, <laughs> But no, on a serious note, uh, subhanAllah, because again, this was something else that definitely it's a big hot debate. Mm-hmm. And uh, you see a lot of different uh, opinions being stirred. Uh, but subhanAllah, this is the thing. So I remember when, I, again, a few years ago, but now, when I was publishing my first book, and uh, alhamdulillah, I had the honor of having Sheikh Yasser Qadi and Sheikh Walid Bastioni and Mufti uh, Hussein Kamani of Chicago, um, who I believe is now in Texas, uh, you know, uh, review my book and alhamdulillah, you know, I had some discussion on certain things that, you know, I, I was not, you know, still in my in holistic uh, coaching, still new to it. And obviously getting a lot of questions at, you know, for example, the first year when I spoke at Mass Ekna Convention. And so I had someone ask, well, isn't it, it was a younger youth too. And I think you would see more of these issues arising in the younger youth who, you know, you see like animal activism and veganism and all these different, you know, hot movements. And so someone's like, well, isn't it, uh, haram to kill animals to eat them and uh, i was like you know, obviously i'm no position i'm not a scholar and uh, to give any fatwas and such so i asked one of these mashayah and his response was the ayah in uh this debunks a vegan diet and 
الاستدعاء الله سبحانه وتعالى ريمايند اس وان لكم في الانعام لعمرة نسقيكم مما في بطونها ولكم فيها منافع كثيرة ومنها تاكلون سبحان الله ولكم فيها منافع كثيرة ومنها تاكلون from it you eat so Allah سبحانه وتعالى is telling us that these livestock are created for us to consume now to, to, to obviously you know put perspective and shine light on the very very disgusting and unethical really lifestyle of the slaughterhouses that we see you know the way animals are brutally raised and slaughtered uh, at times sometimes they may be killed before even being slaughtered obviously there's a huge debate here and again it's not for me to give you know halal haram because i'm not in a position for that uh, i do recommend one does their own research read about it uh, mj is a great resource uh, mj the uh, council for one who's interested Uh, you know, to look more into the halal haram. Wallahu a'lam. In terms of health benefits, of course, you know, and actually something else before I forget that really I, I, I try to remind others uh, just to, you know, bring to their attention is when Mufti Hassan Kamani was sharing with us how he went to a certain slaughterhouse uh, in Chicago and, and, you know, seeing that most of the slaughterhouses in the U.S., uh, they go by something called the European or the vertical cut, which is where they sl- slaughter the animal basically in the heart and they cut vertically, basically not cutting the coronary arteries. And what this does is leave more impurities and more blood inside the animal. And so he asked the owner, he's like, why is it that you guys do this? And he said, well, because more blood and more impurities remain in the, in the livestock, in the meat. So we come to sell it, it weighs more with less meat, subhanAllah. So it's very obviously disgusting concept and disgusting intention. But really that's aside the antibiotics these animals are fed. That's besides the living environment. It's really, really terrible. The hormones that they're, you know, they're putting inside so the animals grow faster, produce more milk in a lot shorter time period. Very, very unnatural. Very, you know, you know, basically like acts what's normal. You know, it's very not natural. Uh, the genetically modified corn and the grains and all these things. Uh, so when you obviously look at it, you know, putting halal and haram aside, is, that's one, you know, a personal decision people should take. It obviously should be important that someone who's more into it and, you know, seeks uh, appropriate scholars to learn from. But subhanAllah, it's also, you know, when you do choose the halal and tayyib, you go for, you know, for example, look for organic. And alhamdulillah, we have many options now. We have Crescent Foods who has, you know, hormone-free chicken and beef and, you know, the, the, it's grass-fed. Uh, you recognize that even like the nutrient value is much greater. So you have like a three times omega-3 fatty acids, you have more B vitamins, all these different uh, uh, nutrients. Uh, so it's definitely, it's, it's, it's a worthy investment. I'm going to go back to this hopefully before I, before I finish. So I want to talk more about your book and I just recently found about, out about it and inshallah I really want to order it. So would you please speak to us about your book, you know, whatever you're able to share it with us and dive a little bit into it? Absolutely, inshallah. That'll be my honor. Uh, alhamdulillah. So my book, uh, I published my initial, my first book in 2015. And just a few months ago, alhamdulillah, I uh, launched my second edition of Sunnah Superfoods. And so basically what my, my book consists of, uh, it used to be two parts and now it's three-part book. And so the first part is basically all research-based. You know, we're talking about all the, what I would call, quote-unquote, the Sunnah Superfoods. And so we're talking about pomegranate, we're talking about honey, we're talking about dates, we're talking about black seeds and barley and, and meat and vinegar and all these different foods. And talking about all the health benefits of each one. So basically every, every food item would have one to two pages. Uh, in depth, all the vitamins, all the nutrients, what it helps with. So for example, if someone looking to grow out their hair, you know, they want a certain nutrient or food item that can help with hair growth. If someone's looking for something to reduce joint pain or, you know, whatever it may be. And discussing how this food should be bought because sometimes we might be eating something healthy 
but where basically let's say someone's boiling their vegetables thinking i'm eating broccoli but you're eating just something green with no nutrient so it's also the importance of recognizing okay how should i store my black seeds should i grind them uh, you know what type of honey is good what type of honey should i avoid uh, also dates you know all these different things so alhamdulillah i try to provide as much as i can i include the ayat the hadith you know any things like things like that uh, tips that i have uh, regarding those items and the second half we have alhamdulillah more than 90 recipes uh most of them are unique recipes i came up with i tested them alhamdulillah on money friends and family before recognizing they're worthy of being in a book with my own photography alhamdulillah and every page as well has a different health tip so if you're talking about meat the meat section and it's pretty organized in terms of you know every section is together so you'd have like you know four or five recipes for a date and then some more for you know honey whatever it may be ginger and most importantly, alhamdulillah, and I think this should make anybody happy, the diet that my clients follow and that I preach, it's in, it consists of cookies and cake and maqlooba and mansaf and, you know, anything that the heart desires. Uh, it's just recognizing the ingredients, the you know, choosing better quality ingredients, knowing what cooking oils to avoid, what to, what to use, uh, you know, the sweeteners, all these different things. Uh, but alhamdulillah, again, you know, one can still eat brownies and cookies and, and still be on a healthy diet. And the third part of my book, which I included after, you know, especially uh, at the Massacre Convention, I, I think the most question I received had to do with what type of oil should I eat or can I cook with this oil? Can I cook with that? And so I recognized it must be imperative upon me to include this also in my book, not just my talks. And so the third part of the book, I include uh, a shopping list, which is something I also had many clients ask for, put that together, different, you know, healthy fats, uh, grains, snacks, sweeteners you know, drinks, nuts and seeds, fruits and vegetables. I have a whole uh, in-depth discussion of the Dirty Dozen, the Clean 15, uh, which are the produce that one should avoid if they're not organic and if they should be organic, what's best. I also have like two little cutouts of like the Clean 15 to add in your, you know, in your wallet or your purse. I have like a baking alternative uh, chart, you know, if for example, you're making a dessert, but you want to use a healthier sweetener. Shouldn't you reduce the temperature? Should you increase the liquid? Just so it still has, you know, you don't want your cookie to be like a hard, unflavorful cookie. And so these all these all affect the baking as well. And most importantly, I have a chart, which I call the, you know, the guide to cooking oils. And this is really a very uh, crucial part uh, because you're talking, for example, about olive oil. And many people who, they know olive oil is healthy, but they might, for example, be frying in it or cooking at high heat thus destroying all the benefits uh some oils that might one you know deems healthy and it's actually really really unhealthy for the body it causes systemic inflammation internal inflammation has been linked to you know food intolerance and allergies infertility etc and alhamdulillah another addition i have is in the book is you know the a to z of sunnah of health different tips uh, the spiritual benefits of fasting a few things from ahya ulum al-din of uh, imam imam al-ghazali rahimahullah you know, spiritual benefits of fasting, sunnah steps to de-stress, uh, some Ramadan tips, uh, and stuff like that. And I think I gave a really in-depth uh, <laughs> in book. No, mashallah. I'm going to, so is this, a, is, I saw the second, I, the, I guess, on Amazon. So the second one's on Amazon, yeah. Second okay. edition, yeah. Second They're edition. both on Amazon. I would definitely recommend the second edition, not the first. <laughs> Alhamdulillah, many changes made in it. Uh, it's also available in some third parties, like Barnes & Noble and such online. But I would highly recommend it through Amazon. I'm going to have the link in my show notes. If anybody's interested, including myself, I will have in the show notes. So inshallah, that's so awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. So, 
you know, actually, as you were speaking about the oils, I took two, two nutrition classes at George Mason University, and the whole oil is still a debate until today, like avocado oil, coconut oil, this and that. And it's like, what about olive oil? Like, you know, it's from the Sunnah, subhanAllah, but yeah. it's still a debate <laughs> until this yeah. day. And even my mom had arthritis. Now, alhamdulillah, like, she's better, like she, yeah. even her joints. But even turmeric, it's so uh, useful, you know, for the body. And it's also from the Sunnah. And yeah. Yeah. The go back to the our origins, and I want to ask you since Ramadan is coming up mm-hmm. really soon, what tips and meals will have you do you recommend for us to get on from today? Inshallah, yeah, so I can definitely share a few tips. Definitely, there's so much to say. Like I yes. mentioned to you before this talk, uh, I have an entire workshop that I actually dedicate called you know, re energizing for Ramadan, and alhamdulillah, I do share uh, many tips in the book, but definitely a few uh, with the time allotted that we have. Uh, a few tips I highly recommend is, you know, first and foremost, obviously, obviously the intention uh, that, you know what, I want to eat healthy this Ramadan, not just for my physical looks, not just for the dunya, not just to feel I'm like I'm fit or strong. Uh, obviously, that's great too. And you know, it's, it's great to, you know, to have strength, of course, physical strength, but also to recognize the effect of the food that we eat on our spiritual state. And so to be like, okay, if I do have this lavish meal at Ithar and I'm just going all out and, you know, I'm, I'm going to eat this, this, that and have, you know, a couple desserts too. And then, you know what, let me put in a drink. And then, if, you know, time comes for Ibadah and it's like, nope, I'm just going to sleep here on the couch. Uh, and so when we recognize that, we, we, you know, that helps us strengthen that muscle of, you know what, I'm going to control my nuts. I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to eat a third or I'm going to try to at least not go for it seconds, you know? So that's one thing, recognizing the effect it has and the intention. And it, it begins with that, really, because I, I do believe once someone has the sincere intention, that will lead to the barakah in, in the action that will lead to, you know, also fulfillment in the result. Because really, to, to also remind yourself, we are responsible for the effort. Uh, we can't obviously just say, I'm going to make that for something and not put effort. But at the same time, we, when we do put the effort, we, we are to be content with the result. This is the fruit of tawakkul, to be content with the result. Wallahu alam. Uh, another great tip I would recommend is really to, just because one is fasting, not to think it's a, you know, open A to Z of anything I want to eat. More of recognizing, you know what, the, since I'm not eating as much, then I want to make sure I'm actually getting nutrient-dense food. Meaning more fruits and vegetables, you know, staying hydrated with, with foods that are, you know, salads that are water dense, uh, drinking a lot, lots of water, which would be the third tip I'll get into, you know, choosing good options, trying to avoid heavily salted food. Like I know it's hard for the Palestinians not to have zit and satar in Ramadan, but <laughs> I highly <laughs> recommend avoiding it because uh, it definitely will, you know, make one thirsty all day long and it, it, dehydration, which leads to headaches. Uh, which leads me to the third advice, which is to stay hydrated. So drinking plenty, plenty, plenty of water during non-fasting hours. Uh, even for sufur, you know, having water, having dates is highly recommended. Uh, this helps the, you know, the body stay hydrated. Because usually the first couple of days, if one is not used to fasting, you know, people get like withdrawal headaches from coffee or they start getting headaches from dehydration, uh, not consuming enough water or perhaps, you know, an imbalance of the sodium intake with the water. Wallahu alam. Uh, another advice I definitely would recommend is following the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with, uh, with having suhoor. You know, as the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam reminds us that there's barakah in the suhoor. You know, he says to have suhoor for there's barakah in the suhoor. Uh, so definitely recommend that. Even if it's just dates and water, really, it, 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 it's subhanallah alayhi uh, when, when you compare one who fasts all day and comes to iftar and, you know, is extremely, extremely hungry because of skipping suhoor, it's, you know, the blood sugar spikes and the craving, it's so much easier for one to overindulge versus one who had a, a meal, the blood sugar is balanced and such. Uh, it doesn't lead to that, wallahu alam. 
another thing really I, I constantly try to include in my, you know, both my Ramadan and non-Ramadan lectures really is not to be wasteful. Uh, the Prophet وسلم, reminds us, yes. you know, be mindful of your blessings. Don't be wasteful. Yes. And it makes me really sad. And especially, especially in Ramadan, yes. uh, when we should, if anything, be more aware of the great blessings that we have. Uh, when we see, you know, these iftar parties and everyone's filling up their plate with like, you know, you know, like triple what they can fit inside their stomach. And then you see half the food staying on the table or in the garbage can. Uh, but subhanAllah, really, you know, as, as uh, the famous poet says, So we have to ask ourselves, are we using the blessings that we have that Allah has given us? Are we using it in a way that's showing him that it's so when he gives us help, are we using it in a way that's, you know, fulfilling uh, to his pleasure? Uh, when he gives us food, are we are we being wasteful of it? Or are we being, you know, subhanAllah. So it's definitely really saddening to see. And something I, you know, especially in the younger generation, you know, when children see their parents, you know, careless of the na'mah, you know, of, the, of these blessings that many around the world do not have. And we see our brothers and sisters all over the world now, many who, you know, have no homes or are living in very poor conditions in refugee camps. Uh, they, they barely get water to drink at Iftar. And so really, if we just take moments to comprehend the blessings that we have, definitely something, you know, we want to all remind ourselves constantly, you know. And the Prophet ﷺ reminds us, you know, مَنْ أَصْبَحَ مِنْكُمْ مَعَافًا فِي جَسَدِ آمِنًا فِي صِرْبِهِ عَنْدَهُ قُوتَ يَوْمَ فَكَنَّمَ حَزَّتْ لَهُ الدُّنْيَا Whoever amongst us wakes up every single morning with food to drink, with, you know, feeling safe and secure in a home, feeling shelter, you know, and having, uh, subhanAllah, just knowing the food that we're going to eat that day, and we have al-hafiyah, which is wellness. Just having these things, is like it's as if we acquired the world. So we have to ask ourselves, really, do we recognize that the, the things that we take for granted? Do we recognize how these may be things that other people are, you know, around the world are just praying for? Uh, and, you know, like what happens today? Today, we might be ungrateful. We might be wasting food in Ramadan. We might be, you know, getting three, four things that we don't, we, we know we're not going to eat. We just buy it anyways. Then we toss them out, you know, in restaurants or whatnot. And, you know, then what happens one day when we wake up and you don't have that food? Uh, it, we don't want it to be that moment when you recognize how, you know, how appreciative we must, we must be for these blessings. Wallahu a'lam. I like everything you just said was so beautiful and on point because it's so true, especially with Ramadan time. And like, you know, it's all going to be a witness on the day of judgment as well. Like everything. And I, before I forget these thoughts in my head. So, you know how you said, you know, you're not here to say what's hell, what's haram. And it's just so interesting because I feel like a lot of us in this ummah fall in this trap and I talked about my own fears and especially in the second episode where like because of my name is be fit for akhirah and you know like I've had the halal haram debate come to me and what have you and it's like let's just surpass the the halal haram like guns on people and like let's just come together like look at the big picture keep also in the picture stay mindful of him and then like as you said when you put the effort in anything Allah subhanahu wa he will like not only put the barakah in it but he'll actually help you and he'll send you like ways to achieve your goals so if let's say you want to like lose weight or eat healthy then put in that effort and then Allah subhanahu wa will send you guidance like through I don't know a dietitian through an Instagram post or whatever yeah. but you'll start to see it and you know people say oh is the universe talking to you or whatever like sending you all these signs it's like actually Allah is sending you this help yeah. and then before I forget oh my gosh the third episode with Imam Wissam Sharif, we also talked about, you know, the food in this world and the food in Jannah. And he, he talked about, you know, it's, it's so funny, like, if you're able to go hear it, how, like, you know, in this world, like, we have a genetically modified food mm-hmm. and whatever. But, like, in, in Jannah, like, you don't have to think about it. Everything is just, you know, it's amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Beautiful. So beautiful. So, 
again, every, everyone find her book on Amazon. The link will be in my show notes. And last but not least, before we leave, would you please tell us how do you, how do you train your clients holistically? Do you do online coaching or like in person and what have you? Yeah, absolutely. So if you visit my website, holisticnutrition.com, alhamdulillah, I offer one-on-one coaching programs. I have a four-week elimination program. You know, it's it's more to focus on, you know, food intolerance, food allergies. It's also obviously weight loss comes with the package naturally. You know, I have a three-month program and I have a six-month program as well. And alhamdulillah, all of my programs, you know, my clients all know this and, you know, those around me know this. Uh, is very unrestrictive. It's not an Atkins replace your meals with a drink uh, type of diet. It's not a eat watermelon batik diet all day. It's not a, you know, very ex- excessively low, low carb diet. It's very, very balanced. And this is how it should be. It's what I call, you know, just try Sunnah style diet, subhanAllah. And it's really focusing on making, it's not, the issue is really we see nowadays a lot of short-term restrictive diets. So someone goes on, oh, I'm on a diet now. Tomorrow, I'm a, that's it. Tomorrow, I'm going to start a diet. What happens psychologically is today, this, uh, uh, you know, before the diet begins, it's like, oh, I'm just going to eat brownies and I'm going to have this. I'm going to have all the junk and I'm going to go all out because tomorrow I'm going to be restrictive. And this is, it all starts out on a really wrong foundation from a psychological perspective. From a, even a physical perspective, what happens when you're depriving your body, you know, just having celery all day and, you know, being very, very restrictive and you're seeing your favorite food, but you're not eating it and you wish you can have a cookie. You know, subhanAllah, this is not, it leaves one feeling deprived, it leads to crankiness, moodiness, all these, you know, mood, mood swings that we see. And then what happens after, you know, this diet is over for a week, let's say, okay, you have celery juice and, and you know, crackers for a week, then what? You know, what happens? And so, no, it's really uh, about, alhamdulillah, I work with my clients closely on, you know, uh, t- making simple transformations that make lifestyle changes. So again, diving into the oils they should be using, the type of sweeteners they should be eating, you know, types of that, lo- knowing what their body needs. Because I have come to recognize, and you know, alhamdulillah, all holistic doctors alike can agree that every single person is different. So I can have one client, for example, who can have all the grains that she, you know she wants, and she can be losing weight, she can be you know feel great, up, no bloating, no stomach pain, no joint pain, etc. And someone else who no, their body cannot handle. And so it's really also coming to know what my clients need. Or their, you know, whatever it is that they're trying to seek their health goals and really making it a lifestyle for them. And so I do offer those programs. Alhamdulillah, I also, you know, do lectures in the, in the community, at, you know, conventions nationwide, as well as workshops and stuff. Uh, so that information can be found on my website, holisticnutrition.com. Also my Facebook page, Holistic Nutrition, and my Instagram, which is nhsadam. Mashallah. I was laughing to the Batik diet. So for the non-Arab speaking, uh, the Batik mean watermelon. And I was just laughing because, you know, there are people who are like, oh, I have to eat, like, <laughs> eat this all day. And this is why as a, as a personal trainer, like I don't do diets myself because I myself, I've had, you know, eating disorder issues and struggles because I really want to like lose weight back in high school days, back in early college. And I restricted myself so much. That every time I like restrict, I go back and I pinch eat. And then I yeah. struggle with bulimia. So like when I wouldn't be doing the bulimic episodes, then I'll just be binge eating. And oh my goodness, Nutella chocolate. Like you have no idea. My, my Like we buy, like, you know, you used to buy from Costco with a big two jars and I would like finish them. And my parents were like, we're never going to buy Nutella again, but then they still buy yeah. it. And I still like, you know, hide it and eat it with pita bread. So me personally, I don't do like restrictions. And that's why I love that kind of approach, even within my own clients. When it comes to fitness, uh, with meal prepping and stuff, it's like, you know, eat what you enjoy, but in moderation. Hence, going back to Islamic hadith and knowledge, it's like, 
moderation with salah, you know, like don't go to, well, sinna and stuff, but like don't, we can't go into extremes in anything in life, whether no, it's time no. practice or. Yeah. You brought me to actually, if, it's, if time permits, Yani, but really one really beautiful hadith that reminded me of was the concept of leaving the table hungry. And so we constantly hear many times, you know, uh, eat a third and drink, you know, a third for water, yeah. a third for breath. But subhanAllah, as I dived into this hadith and I was asking one of my, um, the, the mashayikh about this, and something really interesting caught my attention. So when we look at the beginning of the hadith, it actually begins, مَا مَلَا آدَمِيٌ وَعَاءً شَرَّ مِنْ بَطْنٍ حَسْبُ الْآدَمِي Okay, so حَسْبُ الْقَيْمَاتِ So a human being feels no worse vessel than his stomach. It's, it's sufficient for a human being to eat a few mouthfuls. So luqimat comes from luqma, the root word luqma, which means a few mouthfuls. And I always say this in my lecture and everyone starts laughing because they can relate. I'm like, you know, when you're scooping your food at the counter while you're still standing up, those three bites that you had while still putting the food before you heat it up or such, those are the luqimat. You know, that should suffice. Uh, but subhanAllah, we usually hear the second end of the hadith only. And so the hadith continue, continues, uh, so if your nafs, nafsahu, if it, it basically, if your nafs, if your desires, you know, you are basically, if it defeats you, basically, uh, then you should have the third. So it's conditional. If your nafs defeats you, then fill your stomach one third, and then one third drink, and then reserve the rest for, for air, subhanAllah. So it's really interesting, actually, that caught my attention. And I found a really, subhanAllah, really different perspective to look at it that way. Thank you for diving into this hadith because I did talk about it in my first episode as well and Inshallah. how like, you know, even like see my thing with hadith, like I've heard of it, but when it comes back to like where did it come from, I can't remember. But even the hadith, like when we, people, who, someone who overeats in this world will be hungry on the day of judgment. So something to keep in perspective, like, you know, you can eat all you want or you can like cut all you want, but like don't deprive yourself from the joy of this life and then the next, inshallah. So before we leave, where can we say touch with you, follow you, sock you, I guess? <laughs> Just kidding, but where can we stay in touch with you? Yeah, so definitely my Facebook page. It's Holistic Nutrition LLC. Inshallah, if you can include, you can include the link. Uh, also, my Instagram, uh, I recently started up with, you know, posting up the recipes back up there. Uh, it's NH Salim. And my website, of course, anyone who wants to contact me, I do have a contact form, you know, for qu- different questions or, or clients and such. Uh, it can all be on the website, holisticnutrition.com. Uh, I will have in the show notes. Before we leave, let me just say this to our audience. So I, you guys, this is how I found out about this beautiful sister, Noor. It all happened by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I was at a... And someone I, I was mentioning how I'm launching my own podcast and what have you. And then my friend said, Oh my gosh, you have to like, you know, get this book and talk to Noor. I'm like, okay, okay. And then two days later, someone else commented on my Instagram post, like, you gotta connect with Noor. Would love to have her on my art on your show. And I'm like, this is like a sign <laughs> from Allah, like, you know, we should be connected. And I'm so grateful to like, you know, finally know about your work and get to Allah bless you. Yaki, so have a wonderful day and assalamu alaikum. You as well. Zakallah khairan for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe today and leave a five star review. You can also screenshot and share this episode with a family or a friend. Be strong, be fit, be fit for akhirah. Oh,